Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. I begin to speak to you about the blessing. And then we've been sharing on the blessing for a few weeks here now. But Genesis 1 and verse 1, the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And actually in the Hebrew, this means the upper region and the lower region. So I've always looked at this as the two dimensions, not just something physical, but really the two realms. There's the earthly realm and there's the heavenly realm. There's the realm of the physical, the realm of the natural, the realm of the flesh, and then there's the realm of God, the realm of the glory, the realm of the anointing, the realm of the supernatural, realm of the spirit. So we have a choice. We're either going to live in the realm of the natural or we're going to live in the realm of the supernatural. And I call it the low life versus the high life. I, I, I like the high life better than the low life. I don't want to be a low life. <laughs> we choose the high life. And that's why God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My plans are higher than your plans. And so you're either being led by heaven or you're being led by earth. You know, and, so, and then when we see the blessing of God, of course, Adam was created from the dust, from the earth he came but then God breathed it into his nostrils <sighs> as I was breathing on people and, and you know, Jesus breathed it on people. And what is that? That's the spirit, the wind, the breath. And the breath came into him. He became a living soul. The presence of God filled him. He received the divine nature. And by the divine nature, he was authorized and he was given the power and the authority. And that's what we see here in Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to verse 26 as God is making a plan and God said let us make man in our image so this is the heavenly plan after our likeness let them have dominion everyone say dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle over all the earth so dominion over the earth realm what gave him dominion or power or authority over the earth realm because he was filled with heaven right he was filled with heaven of course, we know that Adam and Eve lost that presence. That's why Jesus, the second Adam, came to restore that presence. Amen. The Bible tells us that those who have received the abundance of life and uh, abundance of grace and the, the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ. Romans 5.17. So that ruling, reigning, that dominion is restored because we've been seated together and made to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So that is our position, heavenly position of authority. That's what gives us the authority. And that, that is in the core of the blessing of God. That is in the core of the blessing. We have to understand the core of the blessing of God is having the presence of God, the empowerment of God, the divine nature, the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us, the power of God that comes upon you when you receive the Holy Spirit. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus said, you shall receive power. So that is the empowerment by heaven. And so God's plans are higher. And then, of course, we are to rule and reign and have dominion over the earth, over the natural over the natural, amen. Why? Because we are supernatural beings. When you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, you are a supernatural being. 
you have this treasure in an earthen vessel. So don't regard yourself in the flesh. Don't regard yourself just as an earthen vessel. It is the treasure that's on the inside of you that's going to make all the difference. So over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. And of course, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Only two genders. Not 57. No gender X. No gender fluidity. No transgender. It's all demonic, demonic, demonic doctrines. Demonic doctrines. And the churches are buying into it. I saw on, on Instagram a famous mega church preacher said his pronouns are him and his and all this. Why do you have to even say that? I look at you. You look like you are a man. Why do you have to tell me that you are a man? Because everybody's into all this my pronoun stuff. And then one singer said she's they and them. How many, are, how many devils are in you? They. A legion. They and them. You got a lot of passengers on board. It's demonic. And, and children are being indoctrinated with this stuff. That's one of the things we're exposing. And you should see some of the books that are in kindergarten and, and primary school libraries and stuff they're trying to indoctrinate children with these demonic lies you need to protect your children so anyways that's a whole sidetracking there and get back to the blessing <laughs> all right but so god created them and then god blessed them everyone say god blessed them how did god bless them god i bless thee my son adam no, he didn't bless him like that. The blessing was what he spoke. Remember, and every word of God is God breathed. And I actually believe when God spoke, that's when the breath entered into Adam. Be fruitful, multiply, increase. That's another word for that. Replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Have dominion. Amen. Have dominion. So the blessing. The blessing. And look at what the Amplified says. Subdue it using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. That's the purpose of God blessing us. To be a blessing. And that's another core principle of the blessing of God. That we are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to build God's kingdom. We are blessed. All these resources have been placed on the earth. Not for the devil. But for God's kingdom and God's people to, to serve God and to serve man. The same way that we see when the Israelites leaving Egypt, God gave them favor. The women went in and the Bible says they stripped the Egyptians of all their wealth. They took the gold, the silver, all their garments and everything. God had to send the women because they know what the garments look like. The men would be like, oh, I don't know what that is. All right, anyways, but... So he, he sent the women, but they stripped the Egyptians of all their wealth. And they came out, and then they were supposed to build a tabernacle. And here, they build a golden calf. The devil's always trying to get the church and Christians to build a golden calf. He, has, he comes with his plan. But God has a plan. God's plans are higher. Moses was up in the mountaintop getting the heavenly plan while the earthly carnality of man was building the golden calf. 
And this is always a problem in the church world. Why is it that God cannot release unlimited resources and wealth to the church and to Christians? Because they would go build golden calves. That's why it is so important to be prepared. That's why it's so important to understand the, the, the will of God for your life and to be completely sold out to be a kingdom builder. Seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, a right way of doing things. So that's the power of the blessing. And we saw that the blessing in actual literal meaning means to bless Baruch. In the Hebrew means to bow before or to kneel before. So if you read it like in the literal sense of the word, God blessed them or God bowed before or kneeled before them. Well, what does that mean? Why would you bow or kneel before? In the understood meaning, it means to honor. See, we have that in many cultures still around the world. The ancient cultures have that. The Western culture doesn't have it. They've lost it. But bowing or kneeling to show respect, to especially to authority. So God authorized them, recognizing and placing an authority on them, honoring them. Even though the man came from the earth, the moment God breathed it into him, he was raised up to the heavenly realm to rule and reign by the power and the anointing and the wisdom of God. But it's delegated authority. you got to use it right. It's stewardship. Everything comes down to stewardship. When we teach on finances, when we teach on giving, it's not about money. If, you, if all you're hearing is money, because I mean, I'll go a whole hour, not even use the word money, and people get offended saying he, he talked about money for an hour. No, that's what you heard because you got a problem with that in your heart that needs to be resolved. And it's actually the blockage from what God wants to do in and through your life. It's not about money. It's about stewardship. It's about stewardship. And as long as Adam stewarded the blessing, it kept working. But he also had to understand that there is this delegated authority. That's why there were two trees in the garden. The tree of life which represented divine wisdom, and then the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which represented demonic wisdom, earthly wisdom, heaven and earth. I call heaven and earth as witnesses before you. Deuteronomy 30 and 19, right? I call heaven and earth as witnesses. I set these as witnesses before you. The two realms are witnesses, right? I set before you blessing and cursing, life and death. Choose you now life that you and your seed may live. So it's a choice. And they were given a choice, whether they would honor God or they would, whether they would go their own way. And the devil knows that as long as he can get you to go, to your, go your own way, you'll come into poverty. If you will go God's way and stop arguing with the word and allow the word to come and do a work in your heart and grab a hold of the things of God and just say, you know what? I am going to break through. Because, I mean, I've, I've talked to Christians. I don't really want to prosper. I mean, I'm okay. No, it's not about you. It's about the billions of lost people out there that we need to reach. It's about the kingdom. It's about the vision. It's about doing something big for the kingdom of God. It's not about you. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's not about you. So every one of us, we need to believe in prosperity. What does that mean? Just having an abundance for every good work. So everyone's level is different. Everyone's level is different. But we all need to believe God because faith is going to release the resources. Faith is going to release the provision. Faith is going to release the things that need to, need to be done. It's gonna, it has to be by faith. And so as long as we 
do not listen to God's word, but go our own way, we come under, basically become under the curse. So they took from the tree and they ate. What did God say? If you eat, you die. And that's, that's how the world system tries to condition people. Eat, eat, eat. It's about you. Feed your flesh. And you know what that leads to? Death. It leads to death. If you eat, you die. Be a consumer, right? We're all consumers. We're just a bunch of people who are supposed to consume a bunch of products for these global corporations. And you can see the conglomeration of globalism. Everything's just, you know, where they want to bring the power and the wealth in the hands of the few. That's the whole globalist world system. And everybody else is a bunch of consumers. I'm not a consumer. I'm a producer. The creative power of God on the, is on the inside of me. You are called to do big things for the kingdom of God. You're not called to just take up space, eat some food, wear some clothes, drink some things, and just sit and, and just survive. That's a poverty mentality. That's what the devil wants the church and believers to have, a poverty mentality. Worrying about what they will eat, what they will drink, what they will wear, and just surviving. And you see where survival mentality is going to lead all the way to the mark of the beast. People will take the mark of the beast just so they can survive, just so they can buy and sell. And it's slavery. It's modern day slavery. We're not slaves of the world system. We are to rise up above the natural and be supernatural people, walk in the power of the blessing of God because we have been authorized by heaven. We have been given the power of the Holy Ghost. We have been given a divine calling. We have, a high call, we have the high call of God. We've been called with a high calling. So we need to start rising up to that place of stepping into our high calling. Amen. If you eat, you die. So stop worrying about eating. Your vision for your life needs to go beyond survival and eating. And we eat so much here in America, unfortunately. It's the number one consumer society on the planet. And I'm not just talking about food. I'm, to, I'm just talking about having everything and yet still being unhappy. Why? Because it's something on the inside. It has nothing to do with what you have. It has to do with having God on the inside. It's, it has to do with having peace and joy. That's on the inside of it. It has to do with having purpose and vision. It has to do with following your heavenly calling. Not your earthly calling. And then go to the next verse, 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. Everyone say seed. Which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat or food. So you can see seed. I have given you seed. Your seed shall be for food. He doesn't say I have given you food. He says I have given you seed. The power, the principle of seed time and harvest time. The blessing works with seed and harvest. Because blessing is the power of multiplication. The blessing is the power to increase. So there has to be something to be multiplied to increase. And it works together with seed, seed time and harvest time. These are the principles of stewardship. The blessing of God and then seed time and harvest time. 
These are the most basic principles of stewardship. Amen. And if you look at the the two trees, go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18. Let me show you something. What the Bible says about trees. The tree of life. Everyone say the tree of life. God said, you can eat of it all you want. Partake of my life. That means choose life. And then here's the tree of death. Don't choose death. Tree of blessing is the tree of life. Choose the blessing. Don't eat from the tree of death. That's the cursing. Don't choose to be cursed. Look at this, Proverbs 3 and 18. Wisdom is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. She, it says she, but that's talking about wisdom. Wisdom is she. Wisdom is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retains her. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Happy, blessed, fortunate to be envied is everyone who holds her fast. So what is wisdom? And the next one says, the Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. By understanding, he has established the heavens. So wisdom is a tree of life, or the tree of life is divine wisdom. What does that mean? It is God's word. It's God's way of doing things. All right? So you can, you can have earthly wisdom. And you can say, well, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to just do it like this. I'm going to do it like that. What are you doing? You, you are eating from the tree of death. Because what you're saying is, I know better than God. And I've, I've dealt with this for so many years. Having pastored now, this is coming into 27 years of full-time ministry. I mean, dealing with hundreds of people. They, people will come to me with financial issues, or they come to me with whatever, and, and I, here's what the word says. I know that, but, you know, one of the first things I ask them, if they come to me, Concerning financial, you know, whatever, do you tithe? Are you a tither? And they just kind of look at me. Well, I know if they look at me, they're not. Well, that's problem number one right there. We need to fix that. I know that, but. So what are you doing? Now you're eating from the tree of death. You're saying, I can't tithe. I won't tithe. And you're making excuses why you won't tithe. And then God speaks to people, go, go start a business, go do this, go do that, go sow this seed, go, go be a blessing, go serve. And they're always making excuses. I know it's getting a little quiet here. Welcome to this Presbyterian church. But do you want to break through? How many of you want to break through and, and be all that God has for you to, uh, and be all that God's called you to be and have all that God? You're going to have to do it God's way. You can't go keep eating from the tree of death and choosing curse, choosing to be cursed and expect God to move on your life. Ultimately, it's a choice. You, obedience is a choice. Obedience leads to blessing. The empowerment to prosper. All the aspects of the blessing, the empowerment to prosper, increase, have dominion. Increase in material wealth. Victory over enemies and attacks. You see that with the blessing. They walked in victory because of the blessing of God. 
Your enemies will come against you in one way, but they shall be defeated before your face and they shall flee from you in seven ways. That sounds like victory to me. Amen. All the nations of the earth shall fear you. Healing and health, you see that. Walking in healing and health. Having influence, honor, wisdom, favor. Somebody say favor. Walking in divine favor, what does that mean? When people are about to say no to you, they'll go, mm, yes. That's divine favor. When they try to put you in the back of the line, God moves you to the front of the line. And they roll out the red carpet for you, and they don't even know why they're doing it. Like, it's called favor. Favor will take you where no money can take you. Favor will put you in positions, and, and favor will position you supernaturally, and you'll be like, how in the world did I get here? Like Joseph, I was in the prison yesterday. Today, I'm the prime minister in the palace. How did that happen? Favor. How is it that the, the, the Israelites stripped the Egyptians of all their wealth? God said, I give you favor. Go and ask for all their wealth. They just literally walked and said, hand over the gold, the silver, and all the precious things. And they handed it over to them. How in the world does that happen? Supernatural wealth transfer. It's called favor, because he said, I will give you favor. So that means you need to start asking for things. When your head says, what are you doing? Don't ask for that. That means you should ask for it. You can't ask for that price. Oh, yes, I will. That's not the price. Well, that's the earthly price. I'm going to pay a heavenly price. That's not my price. Ask. You have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive. Believe big. Ask God for big things. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ask or think. So ask. I don't know. I know, I know God's really busy. Uh, he's got a lot of, uh, on his plate, and I'm just a little speck of dust in the universe. I don't even know if he really even cares for me. <laughs> are you a worm? Why are you crawling on your belly? The devil is the one who's supposed to be crawling on his belly. That's the curse on him. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You're going to walk in the blessing. You're going to walk in power. You're God's favorite. Hallelujah. You are highly favored. You are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. You are royalty. Amen. We are God's peculiar people. We are special. We are anointed. You need to know who you are. Hallelujah. And don't let the devil push you around. Don't let the devil talk you down. He's going to come with all of his lies to get you to, to back down from believing God for big things. He's going to come and say, who do you think you are? And then who do you think? There you go. Ask or think. Who do you think you are? He's going to test to see who you think you are. Because he doesn't know your thoughts. He, he's not a mind reader. So he wants to come and push you and to find out what you're going to say. What are you going to say? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Blessing and cursing are in the power of the tongue. What will you say? Hmm? When he comes to put the pressure on you, what are you going to say? He's listening. So are the angels. The Bible says 
the angels hearken unto the voice of the Lord. But when you speak God's word, you become an oracle of God. It's like you become, you become the voice of the word. You, faith, speaking by a spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. So when you speak out in faith, all heaven moves on your behalf. The impossibility becomes possibility. You step over into the realm of possibility. You step out of the realm of impossibility. Because you're not just natural. You are supernatural. Super. Above, beyond, and over the natural. And the supernatural is the natural accelerated. That's why we are seeing supernatural acceleration. This is going to be a year of great supernatural acceleration. We're going to warp speed. We're going to warp speed. Punch it. Scotty, punch it. Holy Ghost gets on your tail. The fire of the Holy Ghost gets on your tail and you are, you're accelerated. Hallelujah. Somebody get ready for, come on, say 2022 is my year of supernatural acceleration. Fire of God's gonna get on your tail and you're gonna get launched into orbit. You're gonna break through gravity. Everything that would normally naturally pull you down, you're gonna break through it because there, the force of God on the inside of you is greater than the forces against you. Greater is He that is in you than that He that is in the world. Gravity is designed to pull us down. But you need some Holy Ghost rocket fire on your tail to break through and to rise up above. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's the law of gravity, but that there's also the law of lift. It always existed. Birds knew it from the very beginning. God said, fly, and they've been flying ever since. But it just took men about 100... 30 years ago to finally discover that we can actually fly because there is also the law of lift. The blessing is the law of lift. You can fly like an eagle, soar above every storm of life, soar above every impossibility, rise up higher, higher and higher to a higher place that God has for you. Hallelujah. He didn't say peck with the chickens. He said soar like an eagle. You know, the chickens have that pecking order. One pecks this one, the other one pecks the other one, and the biggest one, nobody can peck it, so he leaves. But you know, they, they fly like a foot, half a foot above the ground. If you want to be an eagle, why are you hanging out with the chickens? God says chickens end up in the lake of fire. Yeah, cowards. We got a lot of cowards. A lot of coward cowardly preachers that's what he was telling me in Hungary and he actually said that the government actually did not force the churches to shut down they just decided that it would be wisdom that's not heavenly wisdom that's demonic wisdom it's just an excuse for fear well you know brother you should use wisdom oh, okay you mean you have a spirit of fear and you want me to have a spirit of fear like you no I'm not eating from the tree of death I'm not eating from that tree
Well, pastor, you know, it's not wisdom to have church right now. Really? Who said that? Darth Fauci? Lord Fauci? You following him? You know where he's going to end up? Eternal. I actually had a better place called the Lake of Fire. Somebody said, oh, come on, you can't say that. What if he repents? I hope he does repent. But I believe a lot of these people are reprobates and they are beyond repentance. Probably are. Because they are willfully serving the devil. These are not just sinners. These are wicked people. Wicked. Wicked. And yes, I pray for them. That the Lord will visit them. But most likely many will never repent. Because they think that they are above all of that. Because they hate God. They hate God. These people hate God. There are people out there they hate God. They hate the Bible. They hate the church. And this whole thing was an attack on the church. And many ate from that tree. The moment they came out with the whole 15 days to slow the spread, I stood here and I said, this will not end with 15 days. We're not eating from that tree. And we chose to stand on the word of God. It says, do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves, even as you see the day approaching. Which day? The day of the Lord, the end days. For many, Jesus said, many will grow cold. Because of the tribulation of the last days, and many will turn from the faith. Brother will betray brother. You have pastors betraying pastors, turning them in. And that's what's happening. We're not eating from that tree. Say, I'm not eating from the tree of the world. Hallelujah. I'm walking in power and authority. Hallelujah. Go to Proverbs 18 and then 21. I've said it already, but I'll give you the reference. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if there is a tree of life and if there's a tree of death, the two choices, how do you make the choice? By what you say. By what you say, your tongue Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That means your words are also seed that brings forth fruit. There's going to be a harvest of the words you speak. Some people are like, Lord, can I take that back right now, please? Oh, my God. I need to take that back. Lord, please. People are praying for a crop failure right now because you've been speaking the wrong things. You make the choice in your heart and you speak it. You speak it. The word of God is near you. In your heart and in your mouth. And what it means, the word of God is near you, means every promise in the word of God is close enough that it is attainable. It is attainable. If God said it, it's yours. You can have it, and you should have it. But the enemy will try to get you to believe that it's not attainable. You can't break through, you can't make it, this is too hard of a year, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. We can't keep the church open. There's an invisible virus out there. I got an invisible Holy Ghost that's bigger than that virus. Are you kidding me? 
And I mean, it's just, so this is a test. And we have been pl- placed before us the two choices. Everything in life is, comes down to choices. Everything in life comes down to choices. Everything in life is a test of faith. You either pass it or you don't. You either make the right choice, say the right words, take the right steps, or you don't. So make a choice. Make a choice. Be a tither. Be a giver. Speak in faith. Believe God. Be a steward. Whatever God has placed in your hands, and it might be little right now. Maybe, maybe you are the wit, widow with the jar of oil and the, and, 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 and the bin of flour. But it, it shall not. It shall not. It shall not fail. It shall multiply. If you believe God, fear not. Fear not. Do according to the word of the Lord. Isn't that what the prophet said? Fear not, woman. Do as I have said unto you according to the word of the Lord. And the woman said, I will do it. And she did it. And then there was the supernatural came in. So... Every time you obey God's word, there's a supernatural factor that gets involved in your life. If you don't obey God's word, you try to do it your own way, then you're eating from the tree of death. You're saying, I know what's right. I know what's, you know, I know what's good, what's evil. I'll make my own decision apart from the word of God. And then you get in the flesh. You get in the carnal mindset, which is, the Bible says, carnally minded is death. So... We, we face choices every day. Every single day we change. Some are small choices. What am I going to wear to church today? At, at least wear something. <laughs> Start there. But I mean, you know. I mean, we make choices. But then there are big choices. We make choices that make, that affect big things. And we have to make the right choice. And the choice has to line up with the word of God and the will of God. You cannot, listen, you cannot Choose something that is contrary to the word of God and expect to prosper and expect to succeed. It will not happen. I don't care how much you fast, pray, beg God. You cannot change God's mind about his word. He said it. It settles it. I am the Lord. I change not. And so we have to take God's word and we have to have perfect obedience. See, you may not have a perfect life. Nobody's perfect. You're never going to have a perfect life. But you can strive and aim for perfect obedience. I, I want to perfectly obey the word of God. I'm not going to act on feeling or emotion or pressure. Circumstances. I choose God's word. Even, even if it may seem at, in, in, in the short term you may lose. Trust me, 100%. Guaranteed. 100% I guarantee it. You will never be, you will, ne- let me say, you will never ever regret, never ever regret obeying God's word. Never, never. In the long run, it will always pay off. Always. Always pay off. God will turn things around. And you just have to be patient. You have to wait on the Lord. That's another part of it. What happens is people start obeying the word. They, I'll pray by faith, but then they don't see the quick result they want. Come on, now, where is it, where is it? And then they quit. No, it's the consistency. It's the cumulative effect of your faith to consistently, faithfully. That's what it means to be faithful. Faithful is not just being in faith one minute. Faithful is staying in faith, full of faith every single day, faithfully obeying God's word, faithfully serving the Lord, just being faithful to his word, faithful to the call, and just staying the course, consistency. 
People have become very consistent. Be consistent. Amen. Don't try God's word. Let me try that. Let me try. I tried that tithing thing. Didn't work for me. Well, exactly. I can see why it didn't work for you. You don't try tithing. Tithing tries you. Because what happened, you tried it, and then you hit a rough spot, whatever, and then you stop. Oh, it didn't work. And you got in your head thinking, I can't do it. No, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So you got to be committed to this thing. Hell or high water, I'm going to church. Hell or high water, I'm tithing. Hell or high water, I'm serving the Lord. Through thick and thin, I'm serving the Lord. I'm not, I don't care if they can put a gun to my head, I'm serving the Lord. Is this helping anybody here today? So, tree of life is wisdom, divine wisdom. It's God's word. And God gave them his word. It was very simple. Here is the tree, tree of life. You can eat of it. I give it to you. And all the other trees, I mean, think about tens of thousands of trees they had access to. But then the devil comes to show them that one tree. See, God's holding something back from you. You lacking. Ah, we lack. When you have all this abundance, he'll try, he'll try to take your eyes off of all the blessings and all the abundance and all the amazing promises of God and put your eyes on that one thing that's wrong in your life and get you to focus on that one wrong thing or one thing that's missing and make you miserable and then get you into the flesh and get you to go against God's word. That's, that's the trick. We know his tricks. So don't fall for it. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't fall for it. All right. So I choose life. I choose blessing. I choose God's word. I choose heavenly wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.